If you've been scared off from buying a house because rates have been frighteningly high, the Sharp Mortgage Team in Winston-Salem can help make it feel far less spooky. There are many programs available now that can keep your mortgage payment from making you want to scream. You will dread it if you don't call for more information today because Halloween is right around the corner. With the Sharp Mortgage Team, there are no tricks, and they will treat you and the zombies you love like family. I wanted to go somewhere that, you know, she could come to the games. Like, you know, she could she could get there. She could come up. I can go home if I need to. Um, but she's been such a positive influence. And, um, you know, she she really is my hero. This is the Triad Podcast Network. High Point women's basketball secured one of the most prized graduate transfer targets in the country this past spring. And they didn't have to look too far. Lauren Bevis is coming off a Big South All-Conference senior season at Gardner-Webb. Finishing second in the league in scoring at 15.4 points per game, she drilled 97 three-pointers, solidifying herself as one of the more elite sharpshooters in running Bulldogs history. Bevis also earned Big South All-Tournament honors, as Gardner-Webb earned a 15 seed in the Division I Women's Tournament after capturing the league's automatic berth with a win in Charlotte's Conference Tournament title game last March. And against who, you might wonder? The team she's decided to next suit up for, High Point. And there's some pretty specific ties to the Triad region in general that made the decision for the Big South's preseason player of the year to spend her graduate season at HPU so logical. Conference familiarity, a system that will cater to her game and allow her to continue her career, chance to pursue a graduate degree that will allow her to chase life the way she wants to after basketball, and her connection to the area from being homeschooled throughout high school. The ties to AAU basketball, she played under the legendary Brian Robinson at the Winston-Salem Steelers. But maybe above all else was the access to someone very special to her, her mother. I'm Kyle Schasberger, and this is the story of Lauren Bevis, shooting guard and graduate transfer for High Point Women's Basketball on Triad Sports 1-on-1. High Point is picked to win the Big South, your preseason player of the year in the league. Some may view that as, as pressure, Lauren. Others, opportunity. Which is it for you? I definitely take it as opportunity. I mean, it's a it's a big honor, you know, being the underdog for the last couple of years and stuff like that. And, you know, to come out on top, it's, it's really nice. But, you know, it puts a, a really big target, not only on my back, but on my team's back. But, you know, we're ready for it and I'm ready for it. Embracing that target and the challenge and the expectation that comes with it. Where does that come from for you? Why is that something that you want to embrace versus thinking about the pressures that might be associated with it? Yeah, I mean, I think it just a lot of it, the confidence wise comes from hard work, years of hard work, you know, early mornings, late nights, a lot of extra time in the gym, um, you know, so to have, you know, kind of the reward of that now is it's nice. But, you know, I was telling somebody it's preseason for a reason, um, you know, it, it really doesn't matter right now. It's awesome. But, you know, the end goal is definitely a championship and, you know, possibly player of the year. So. Your grandfather and dad both played football at Gardner-Webb. Uh, you spent all four years of your undergraduate career there, leading the very same league that you've decided to remain in, in, in three-point shooting while averaging better than 12 points per game your entire career across 113 contests in 71 starts. So athleticism uh, does run in the family, it appears. What, what about production, though? What do you know about your grandpa and your dad's careers at Gardner-Webb? 
Uh, first of all, my grandpa, he was he was very successful at the time that he was at Garner Webb. It was only a two year school. So he was there for two years and then he actually went to the University of South Carolina, started at cornerback. So he was very successful. Same thing with my dad. Um, I believe he played two years. Um, at Gardner Webb as linebacker, so he was also very successful. I believe they won a championship while he was there as well. So, and your grandpa ended up being a, a coach, right? A high school football coach. Yes, for many, many, many years back in Union, South Carolina, um, his home. He was a, a really, really well-known football coach there. And your dad is a pastor down in the Spartanburg area. I ask about your grandpa though specifically because he decided to coach, and as I understand it. Uh, you chose to play your graduate and fifth year at High Point while pursuing a career as a high school basketball coach. So that is something mm-hmm. that is that is in your future. So your family has had quite the influence in in helping to chart your very own pursuits. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, I look up to my grandfather um, as just, you know, a leader. Um, you know, the amount of people that I've that have come up to me um, just while I'm back home and, you know, has talked about so many great things about him and how he has helped them in their life, you know, on the football field, off the football field, whatever. And, you know, I kind of want to be that leader. And, you know, in high school, especially that is a time when, you know, kids are not sure what to do about, you know, college and everything like that. And they're just figuring out life. And so I would love to be there to, you know, help kids grow and, you know, on the basketball court and off the basketball court. So you do have some connections to the triad, given you were you were homeschooled in this area and, and played for a private school. We'll touch more on that in a moment. Uh, also, your AAU basketball career with the Winston-Salem Steelers. So I would imagine those were factors in deciding on High Point for this fifth year and to pursue your graduate degree. But um, tell me more about the decision itself to come to HPU and, and decide to play for head coach Chelsea Banbury. Why? Yes. So um, first and foremost, I want to stay closer to my family. I know my family's in Spartanburg now, but uh, my mom is has been battling some health issues. So, you know, to stay closer to home um, so I can be there if need be. And then I knew uh, Coach Van Berry and, you know, her program obviously played against them for four years. Um, they have a great reputation. I know she runs a shooter's offense, which is perfect for me. And I know that we they had a lot of great players coming back. Um, so I figured, you know, it's a great fit. It's close to home and we have a great opportunity to, you know, win a championship. So that's why I chose High Point. Tell me about the experience of the transfer portal, because this is something, a feature that has become normalized in the intercollegiate portal, uh, intercollegiate athletics. And and for you, slightly different because you exhausted your four years and as a graduate transfer, maybe you don't have to navigate those same eligibility requirements or concerns or issues as somebody that you know, as a freshman or sophomore and dips into the transfer portal. But uh, I'm curious in in something that has become such a critical piece in in roster management this day and age in in helping to provide student athletes with a new fit. It's a very valuable thing. Was this a seamless type portal experience for you? I mean, it was definitely interesting. I got a lot of, you know, uh, emails, stuff that I wasn't expecting. So it was kind of cool. But at the end of the day, I knew that I wanted to be that calm kind of in high point. Um, so it was an easy decision for me. Now I know the portal can get tricky for some people. Um, I think it comes with a lot of good things and also a lot of bad things now um, in today's age. But it just depends on, um, you know, the player and, you know, where they want to go. 
the portal itself, you don't like wave a magic wand and like jump in something physically, right? Like that's what people right. think of portal. Like there's yeah. some futuristic sound effect that's attached to it. I, I mean, what what was the first thing you had to do? You, you got to go online, I'm guessing, kind of similar to maybe the NCA clearinghouse back before you even began uh, your collegiate career. But is it is it all online and digitized in a way where really it takes a lot of the stress out of this thing? And then, you know, people, coaches, um, other program, you know, representatives just reach out to you from there? Yeah. So it's actually really interesting. What I had to do in my process was I had to go to, um, I forget the name of the guy, but it was somebody at Garner Webb had to go to him and be like, Hey, I'm, you know, going into the portal. Like, and he kind of gave me the steps from there, but it was all online. Um, and then, you know, in today's a and age with social media is so crazy. So we actually had to put in Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, email, Facebook. And, you know, personally, I thought everybody was just going to come through email. Well, um, it was coaches reached out on Twitter, Instagram. It was like every it was coming in from all over. Um, So it was interesting to see how that uh, was happening. But it was also very cool. So it was an interesting experience. That's fascinating. I don't think there's enough. Uh, and I'm just asking the question because I'm curious, but I know so many other people uh, listening to you talk are are fascinated by it as well because we hear about the portal so much, but you know, we're yeah. not the ones transferring. We, we don't know the specifics um, on it. So, and yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, what could be tampering even beforehand, but you know, maybe some inappropriate type. And I'm not going to ask for specifics, but I'm just saying I can only imagine um, how wild it might get in there. And that's part of the knock. You know, a lot of people allege, oh, we're turning the collegiate model into free agency, you know, and it just, right. it's it's the wild, wild west. So very interesting. I want to go back to your, to your mother though. Um, if you can expand as, as comfortably as you can, where, you know, take it where you'd like to go, you know, that you said she had an influence in you wanting to stay close to home. What impact has has she had on your life? Um, and again, her her meaning to you is what? And and how do you help to use this opportunity at High Point to help give back to her? Yeah, well, I mean, especially being homeschooled, like I know every child is close with their mother, but we literally, you know, from the time we were born until when I went to college, I mean, I was around her all day long, um, which was a great thing. But she's such a a great influence to me. And I have uh, two other sisters and another brother. So there's four of us. Um, so she homeschooled all four of us, you know, was there for us day in, day out. Um, and then when we found out that she was sick in February of this past year, um, you know, I honestly didn't even think I was going to, you know, play the fifth year just because I was going to, at that point, I was just going to move home, you know, focus on, um, you know, um, keeping my family up, whatever the case may be. But, um, so once we, you know, once I sat down with her and my dad and they were like, you know, we really want you to play, you know, this last year. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to go somewhere that, you know, she could come to the games. Like, you know, she could, she could get there. She could come up. I can go home if I need to. Um, but she's been such a positive influence in them. You know, she, she really is my hero. That's super special. That's awesome that you get to live out your final year as, as close to home as, as you can. And like you said, have her, you know, see you play. Uh, mm -hmm. your final games as a collegiate athlete. You averaged more than 15 points your senior season with the running Bulldogs, eight at a 21-game win streak. I, I saw that was snapped in, in Salt Lake City to Utah in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So you have you know tournament experience. Gardner-Webb had swept both the regular season and the league tournament titles this past year. That was on the heels of you earning first team all-conference in a season where you're the only league player to score 30-plus points more than once. How do you think your game now, just talking about you specifically, it'll translate with the Panthers style of play 
in a conference, again, you're already so familiar with, as you've indicated. Yes, well, you know, unlike Garner-Webb, you know, Garner-Webb, it was a, a ball screen drive, you know, kick offense, which was great, and I loved it. But, you know, now Coach Benberry and, you know, this style of play, it's a it's a shooter's offense for sure. It's a lot of screens, a lot of, um, you know, reading the screens. Um, it's a lot of, you know, coming off stagger screens. You know, we're looking for, looking for shooters, and I thought that would be a great opportunity. Um, also, not only for me, but to get my teammates involved. Um, you know, the style of offense they run is very, very hard to guard. I've had to guard it for the last four years. Um, so I know how tricky it is, but you know, I'm excited to excited to get in there and, you know, do it with them this time this year. Timing is everything in life. And I'm certainly hoping that my timing is right to deliver this message to you from the Ginther Group, a triad real estate team with a vast local knowledge. What's the question you often ask yourself when it comes to buying or selling a home? Is this the right time? Buyer's market, seller's market, low interest rates, high interest rates, doesn't matter. The answer can always be yes. You just have to strategize appropriately. And we provided many of those guides in our podcast with Blake Ginther and his team right here on this same feed. But here's a new one offered by the Ginther Group. Let's say you want to sell, but your home condition isn't ideal for a competitive marketplace. They've got a program that can help called Renovate Now, Pay Later. That's right. If your home is a little rough around the edges, you can make the improvements now and pay at closing when you sell. Contact the Ginther Group at 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to learn more and see if it's an option for you. You can also talk to them about other helpful resources like their first-time homebuyer seminar or a real estate wealth management consultation. Whatever you need, contact them today and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. Tell me about the number swap. You were number two at Gardner-Webb. Now you'll be wearing number 12. Now, Nakia Terrell, who's on your team, a second team All-Big South selection, she dons number two. So was it she wasn't willing to give it up to you or you weren't willing to take it from her? Which is it? Oh, no, I was not about to come in, you know, to her space and, you know, take her number. Um, You know, I took 12, you know, kind of a shout out to last year player of the year, Jessica Williams. You know, she's like one of my sisters. And so, um, you know, her um, she's had some family stuff going on as well. So I thought, you know, repping number 12 for her and, you know, for kind of our last year of everything that went on. I thought it was special. And I think it's something that, you know, I'll carry for this year and be proud of. We talked or at least alluded to the fact of your AAU time with the Winston-Salem Steelers. So let's talk about that. Friend of the program, previous guest of Triad Sports one-on-one, Brian Robinson. He heads up that organization. You certainly have a unique connection and relationship with him. Uh, The current Bishop McGinnis girls basketball coach as well. He's built certainly a powerhouse, a, a dynasty, if you will, there coming off another state championship season. How do you feel your game has has grown through the AAU circuit and Robinson's guidance and his staff and all of those that have had a hand in in your upbringing and your development, what impact have the Steelers had on your basketball career and even off the court as well? Because I'm sure it extends more than just hoops. Yeah, so Brian Robinson, I would not be, I do not think I'll be playing college basketball without him. He was the one, you know, that got me plugged in, um, got me, you know, working out super early in the mornings. We would go at 6 a.m., 
um, every Wednesday morning and he would be out there with me, you know, working just on skill. But not only that, just, you know, he would reach out to coaches for me just because I was homeschooled. I was kind of flying under the radar. Nobody really knew about me and, you know, who I was, but he he saw something else in me and he, um, you know, he reached out to coaches and he really helped me a lot. He even helped me um, when I was in the transfer portal. You know, he was talking to coaches and coaches were calling him. So I would not be in the position I am today without him and the Steelers program. He had given a video or at least put something on tape of you to Gardner Webb. And, and it was then that they had decided at that point, they had seen what they needed to do to kind of put them over the hump to come and see you in person. And uh, he mentioned those early morning workouts one to two times a week. Brian Robinson, head coach of the Winston-Salem Steelers, uh, runs the AAU program. Bishop McGinnis, head girls coach. He said he was out there with you at 5 a.m., not 6 a.m. So you're shooting of an hour. At, at least that's how he remembers it. So yeah, um, I do remember that. I remember, I, I believe it started at 6 a.m. And then every single week, I think I would get there like five or 10 minutes early. And then he just started to match me. And then I think it just dwindled down to around 5 a.m. But yeah, those are, um, those mornings are, you know, um, taught me, you know, toughness and taught me, you know, to get up early. And this was how basically the college life was going to be. But he helped me tremendously. That's a great segue into my next quote, because I was going to ask you about practice habits. And and oh, by the way, Coach Rob, Brian Robinson did said you're you're a very special person, you know, as well beyond basketball. So um, he'll never forget, certainly the relationship with you and that will always remain with him. Uh, tell me about a little more about these practice habits. So we know how you got up early with with Coach Robinson and your commitment to the game, you don't just score better than 30 a game in high school when you were playing in high school, averaging nearly five or six, uh, five assists, six rebounds, four steals uh, without a specific obsession, you know, for this game. More than 24 points a game across all four years. Uh, again, as as being homeschooled, what technically is called the Forsyth Home Education uh, System, but uh, there's your insane production that we've kind of already outlined in college. This all takes a special kind of determination here, Lauren, to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. So I've always been a workaholic. Um, you know, coaches, the biggest problem they said they've ever had with me is, you know, trying to get me out of the gym, which is, I think, a great problem to have when you um, have a player. But, you know, I've just I've always wanted to work on my craft. I've always wanted to get better. I always think there's something to get better at. Um, and, you know, I just it makes me feel better. And, you know, especially as a leader of a team to know that, you know, I can't get I can't fuss at other girls without myself putting in the work. Um, and so I always like to get in the gym um, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours early, you know, get shots up, get ready for practice. Um, you know, and that also shows the girls when they walk in like the leader, the preseason player of the year is on the court sweating, you know, working out before we even go through warmups. And so, um, but I've always been like that. I've always loved to work. You know, my, my father really taught me, you know, don't do anything unless you're going to do it 110%. And so I feel like that is just me giving 110%. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. 
Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. That's amazing. You you will make a fantastic high school basketball coach and, and maybe even above that one day. I, I don't know what the ceiling might be, but no, that's uh that's tremendous insight and leader, the leadership qualities. That's exactly what came to my mind, which which you said, you know, to lead by example. Don't ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. And uh, by getting out there, putting in the work, being the first to arrive, the last to depart, you know, certainly uh, that's super impactful with all of those around you and can be contagious. Is is there a certain player, whether collegiately or, or professionally growing up, that you really drew inspiration from or looked to model your game after in any way? Yeah, I think everybody knows this, but I love Steph Curry. Steph Curry was my favorite player watching growing up. You know, just his story is kind of being the undersized, you know, under-recruited, like I kind of look to myself like that. And so, you know, just his hard work day in and day out that he puts in and um, you know, just his leadership, determination, you know, you know, the way that he's gotten to the top just through his work ethic, you know, I kind of I try to model my game after that. And then also just his humbleness, you know, it's never about him. It's always about the team. So I love that. And that's what I kind of go by as well. Who would win in a three point shooting contest? You or oh, Steph? he's got oh he he's got that one for sure. I'm not even gonna mess around with that one. <laughs> That would be that would be pretty cool though. You shot what? I think it was forty one and a half percent last year at, at this past season from downtown at Gardner Webb. You've got a shot, you've got a stroke, you're a three point artist, and uh yeah, I guess not too much surprise if if Steph Curry is one of those guys that you've looked up to and can make it rain from downtown. What kind of teammate are you? We brought up Nakaya. What would she say about you as a teammate? Now you're playing at high point for the first year, so maybe you aren't maybe these these teammates of yours aren't as familiar, but you've put a lot of work in plus being from the state of North Carolina, AAU circuit, all of that, I'm, I'm sure there's, and, and playing against them for as long as you have as well, there's a lot of, again, familiarity. What would they say about you as a teammate? I mean, I would hope that they say that I'm a person, you know, who cares about her teammates and, you know, wants the best for them and just wants to win, you know, come in day in, day out, work hard, you know, um, take no days off, but just be a leader. And, um, you know, I hope that they would say that they love to play me and I uh, love to play with me. And I think they will, but, you know, I love all of them. They've done a, a fantastic job of, you know, just welcoming all of, you know, the transfers and stuff into the team and, you know, just having, you know, being patient with us, you know, teaching all the plays and everything. They, they've been amazing. So. Y'all spend a lot of time together. A lot of time together, which is good. It is good thing. And the season hasn't even started yet. I mean, you got an exhibition right around the corner. November 6th is opening night uh, at home. But, you know, there's a lot of of time and energy, blood, sweat, and tears that has poured into this. Even with all of the, you know, restrictions on practice. We, we think of it as restrictions on practice time. But really, you know, you should look at it being uh, an opportunity to, to spend as much time together as you do to grow and to get better and to build, you know, that chemistry. So all of this started... Let's see, you signed, when was it you made your decision? In April, right? To go to High Point? I think it was, I want to say the beginning of May. Okay. Possibly the beginning of May, maybe April, somewhere around that time. Yeah, but camp, a couple camps over the summer, official practice starts in September. I mean, this is a long buildup, a long buildup. Specific superstitions or 
pregame rituals? Pregame rituals. Whenever I will. Okay. This is a good one. Whenever I walk onto the court, um, I always like squat down, you know, kind of check my shoes. And then I, I tap the court and I always say, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. So I always say, you know, Lord, your will be done. And then I look up and find my family in the stands and I give them the, uh, it's like the, I love you and sign language. And so they do it back to me. And then after that, it's, it's game on. So that's, that's the biggest ritual I got. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. What's something yeah. about you, either hobbies or interests? And I'm, I'm sure many can already gleam so much from you in our conversation, but what's something about you that doesn't involve basketball that you'd want others to maybe know most about you? I mean, I'm a huge family person. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. You know, I'm here on this earth to, you know, serve him and, you know, um, you know, proclaim his name. And so that's, that would be the number one thing that I would want people to look at me as, and, you know, just a person that they can come and talk to about anything trustworthy. So. Social media. So you're on Twitter at Lauren Bevis four. You're also on Instagram. I'm just curious, how do you use Twitter? How do you use social media in general? Because much like, you know, the transfer portal, we talked about the pros and cons. Uh, social media can be a tool where you can, you know, leverage or raise your profile and maybe even benefit, you know, especially nowadays, considering the open door for name, image, likeness. But equally, if, if it's used incorrectly, um, you know, it can be used against you and can, and can, you know, cast a negative light upon you. So mm -hmm. what is your approach to social media? So I've, I've always liked social media, but I use it, you know, just to keep up with friends and family. I'm not a huge, like, you know, obviously I post some basketball things, but um, it's never to be with huge NIL or anything like that. Um, you know, I just do it to keep my, my mom, my grandma, and a couple of my close friends, you know, updated on some stuff. But I think the college um, or the NIL experience through, you know, Instagram, Twitter, I think it's a great opportunity for, um, guys and girls, you know, to make a little bit of extra money and to, you know, promote stuff and, you know, all that. So exhibition against Barton College at the Command Center, November 3rd, regular season opens at eighth ranked Virginia Tech. So the regular season opener is on the road in Blacksburg. We started our conversation on the concept of pressure against opportunity. We'll end it there, coming full circle. I get the feeling, Lauren, that you and your team. Uh, are perceiving the Hokies as a tremendous opportunity, albeit a test, but uh, to help determine a, a baseline for how the Panthers can grow into an NCAA tournament team this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our our coach, you know, tells us that, you know, we want to be the best. We got to play the best. Um, and I think that's a great challenge for us. I think, you know, we need it. Um, I think it'll be a great opportunity to you know, kind of see where we stand. Um, you know, who doesn't want to play the best, especially – you know, the run that they had last year. I think it's a great opportunity for us, and I'm excited. So. Yeah, Liz Kitley coming back, another triad area mm -hmm. player. Uh, games against South Florida, Texas, Arizona State, and the Cayman Islands, another non-conference test in Fort Collins at Colorado State to come. All checkpoints in what should be a special season for the Big South favorite, High Point Panthers, preseason conference player of the year, Lauren Bevis. Lauren, amazing time getting to learn more about you and your team as you embark on another season on Tried Sports One-on-One. -on -one. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Such a bright young woman who can absolutely ball out and shoot the J. She's got a tremendous heart as well and genuine appreciation for all who have helped to guide her to this point. Not to be mistaken, though, is her tenacity to outwork you, outperform you on the basketball court. The most ironic part for me is still this. Gardner-Webb finished a perfect 21-0 against Big South competition last year 
winning 21 in a row before falling in the first round of the NCAAs at Utah. It was the best record against league competition in the history of the league, and that 21st win came in a 74-61 win over High Point, who was the preseason favorite in consecutive years, mind you, to win the Big South. Gardner-Webb also delivered the knockout blow, ending HPU's season inside Bojangles Coliseum two seasons ago. Fast forwarded today, High Point is picked to be the last one standing atop the league for a third straight year, and this time they'll have one of the stars who helped end their season a year ago, Lauren Bevis, who will be tasked with helping to return the Panthers to the NCAA tournament. They last drew number one UConn, the big dance in 2021. What's more, the Big South Tournament won't be in Charlotte this upcoming year. Instead, High Point's Cubane Center will host in March. You can't script it any better for Lauren and the Panthers. Now, it's up to them to complete the act. I'm Kyle Schasberger on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Schass. Hope you enjoyed the story of Lauren Bevis on Twitter at Lauren Bevis 4 on Triad Sports one-on-one. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple, provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.